0: Influencing popular culture, politics, and everything in between. The Local Station takes you ringside as we discuss the crazy world that is professional wrestling. This is Going Ringside with The Local Station.
1: Hey there, thank you for joining us for another episode of Going Ringside. I'm your host, Scott Johnson. So glad you could be with us here today. Very excited about today's episode Before we, with Swerve Strickland, who will be joining us here in studio shortly. Before we get to it, I want to talk to you about Checking out us on at going ringside on TikTok and Instagram. We've got a lot of exclusive content there every single day. Hope you can check it out. Give us a follow. Stuff you won't see here on the podcast and stuff you do see. So give us a check out on at going ringside at both TikTok and Instagram. Um, We, of course, will be putting exclusive content there every day. So excited to be joined today in studio by one of the biggest names in the world right now, the one of the hottest names in the industry. That would be Swerve Strickland, AEW, one of their top guys. He wants to be their world champion, and he may, in fact, be their world champion before 2024 is done. We will have to see. Well, we are so glad to sit down with Swerve. He's such an interesting guy. He lived all over the world growing up in a military family. And he's, uh, you know, really passionate about being a musician and becoming a globally famous wrestler has kind of helped with that in the last year. So it's been fascinating to watch his ascent from somewhat of a mid-card wrestler to global icon which is really he's becoming and he is not looking back in any way he says he only wants gold he wants to be a world champion he wants to go as far as he can in this industry Um, and he's noticed things that are happening with his character that he needs to make sure that he embraces. One would be Prince Nana. If you want to pause and go watch viral TikTok dances of what Prince Nana is doing. Um, everyone's doing it all over the world. It's all over TikTok, all over YouTube, all over social media, everywhere. And he realizes that we've got gold right here. We've got to keep going with it. So he has been doing just a tremendous job. They're back in Jacksonville on January the 10th. AEW is. That's where we're located here. That's where we shoot Going Ringside. So if you're in North Florida and want to check out the show, January 10th, AEW Ticks is the place to get the tickets uh, to see they're going to be doing a Wednesday night dynamite taping. It's a homecoming because if you didn't know, AEW based in Jacksonville, Florida, where Tony Khan and his dad also own the football team near the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it's a big moment for AEW for their homecoming for a dynamite on January 10th. Swerve will be there as he's in the process of battling John Moxley. And you'll want to hear what he has to say about Keith Lee is focused on him while he's focused on titles. Just a very good conversation with Swerve. Here is our interview with Swerve Strickland. Well, we're excited to be joined now by one of the best in the world, Swerve Strickland. Swerve, thanks for joining us and going ringside today. Hey, thank
0: you for having me, man. It's been awesome.
1: God, what 2023 has been like for you. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you're doing the indie circuit, you have some time in WWE, you're in Lucha Underground, and then you had an AEW, you win a tag title, mm-hmm. but 2023 has been iconic for you. I mean, how, how does this happen for you?
0: Uh, constantly competing man i try to compete i try to compete not only with just with myself but the stacked roster we have we have legends we have guys that are like pioneers of the business and we have the future as well that's a lot of competition to go against not to mention the ladies that have been killing yeah. them on the in the company as well and just finding ways to stand out and just make a difference and shake the business up so right now and in- you may be watching this and it's dated, but it, kind of the big feud
1: right now is is the tournament for the title. You've been feuding with Moxley. Kind of where are things for you right in the company?
0: The uh, the Continental Classic has been phenomenal. It's been going on the past like month, I would say, and it's yeah. going to culminate um, in Long Island for the finals of the for the new uh, Triple Crown Championship. Yep. And Moxley was like my one bump in the road in the tournament. I had had nothing but a clean sweep until I met with John Moxley, who. Uh, it's a point system. Now I saw you had your shoulder
1: was hurt during that match is that right?
0: Yeah, uh, it hasn't been the same since Full Gear Uh um, in November against I I want to get back to that in a second. That Full Gear match was iconic but
1: so yeah the bump in the road
0: was Moxley. Uh, John Moxley, the ace of the AEW, ace in the uh, wrestling industry I would say and he's a juggernaut, three-time former AEW world champion took advantage of my shoulder, took advantage of the situation, pulling the tights to win Still pissed off Uh, about it, but we're going to get back to it. And, uh, but you know, so is
1: your time with Mox not done? You're not going to let this go.
0: Of course not. Of course not. I always get back to, you know, the people that wronged me in the past. And it gets a little, can get a little crazy. So you mentioned the full gear match. I literally just watched
1: it as it was coming in. You and hangman page. Was that in Los Angeles? Yes, sir. Okay. I want to know the brutality to your body. Yeah. With the barbed wire, the chairs, everything. I've always wondered what's that like the next day?
0: Uh like, you're it waking feel up good. the next no. day. It doesn't feel good. It's you there's remedies to it to get you back into maybe a couple days. But what the do you very mean? next day is do you say remedies, what do you mean? Oh, um, you know, the salt baths, which suck oh. because, you know, you got, you got salt got in the open wounds. wounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but like you also gotta get your joints, and your muscles back to Normal. You have, like, very small time of recovery, turnaround. Uh, but that's, like, a mental thing. You got to, like, mentally check out and go to a different place when you're even performing in matches like that because you're not used to seeing your, your, your so much blood leaving your body. It can be a shock to a lot of people. It can cause a lot of anxiety. Some people freak out and stuff. So it's just mentally, like, charging your mind to, like, really go into a place like that and be in control.
1: I don't want to miss my headline for this interview yeah. is... Uh, We got a lot of Jacksonville viewers. Many of our viewers are here in Florida. AEW coming to Jacksonville and Orlando in coming days. But talk to me about the Jacksonville event, uh, January 10th. 10th. AEWticks.com. People can still get tickets.
0: Right over at Daly's Place, like the the building that's connected to the Everbank Stadium where the Jacksonville Jaguars play, Daily's Place is um, really important to where AEW, during the pandemic in 2020, it's held us down for a year and a half and kept us afloat for us to be able to, like, come out of that Strong and touring again, so we want to give back to the community that that helped AEW. You know, other on, company, on other wrestling company. companies just yeah. essentially shut down.
1: Yes, yeah, some pandemic.
0: never recovered. And never, so, some didn't never recovered
1: some, and they couldn't have fans. They'd be on yeah. weird Zoom backgrounds. The and and it would drive me crazy when everyone would po- focus that. I'm like AEW's had live crowds. Mm -hmm. in Jacksonville every week. What do you do you think that helps sustain the company? Because it was hard for a lot of businesses to survive the pandemic. Absolutely. Do you think if Daly's place was instrumental in the company surviving?
0: Oh, 100%. And the fact that we get to come back and give our thanks back to, you know, the city of Jacksonville for coming through, helping out so much. Uh, Like we haven't been there since October of 2022. So that's about over a year, like more than a year that we get to come back. I've actually never even performed in Daly's Place yet. So, January 10th, I look forward to actually uh, facing off with somebody, whoever it's going to be.
1: Now, you guys have been all over the world as of late. Uh, we mentioned Los Angeles, Chicago, everywhere. Yeah. But we got to focus on London. Like, yeah. the old record, I want to say, was a WrestleMania back in the day mm. for fans. AEW eclipses that. Yes. What is that for the promotion? Because you know, there's the talk of WWE, AEW back and forth. Mm. AEW now has that crown jewel. We did eighty thousand in London.
0: What does that do for the company? Oh. Um, that makes like national news. Yeah. Like, not just for the United States, but for the world. It it climbs us out of the shadows of like the potential of what we are. Yeah. We. Eclipse potential, and we've been doing that since the very first All In in 2019. Mm-hmm. Like they can't sell out a uh, United Center in Chicago, and 30 minutes of tickets going on sale, boom, sold out. Then the then there's the next thing. Oh, you can't do it on a weekly basis. Oh well, we do it. There's, then there's always these like these caps that people put on us, and we always break through. Are you surprised? Because you spent what has been like 15 years in wrestling.
1: 15. Yes. 15. So. To know that there's an alternative brand out there yeah. that didn't exist since WCW folded in 01, has that been what's that been like for the industry? I mean, everyone oh, yeah. says right um, now this is a an
0: amazing time for pro wrestling fans. It's competition. I think competition builds character. It makes everybody have to step their game up, whether it be the talent, whether it be Tony Khan himself, whether it be uh, the competition itself in WWE. We wanna compete and we wanna show the case that there's another place to go and there's a different way of doing this, a different mentality and psychology to the wrestling business. And we can see you can see it just on a Wednesday night, eight o'clock mm-hmm. TBS, Saturdays, TNT, TNT You know, um, those are big those are very big networks. Those are very big stations, Warner Brothers Discovery being partnership. So those are very, very big, you know, conglomerates that are pushing pro-wrestling again, you know, the, that are invested in pro-wrestling. Once again, we haven't seen that in 20 years. So,
1: if you go on wrestling social media any day, mm. every single day it's a debate back and forth. W- mm. WWE, AEW, WWE, a lot of it's toxic. Do you pay yeah. attention to it at all?
0: Uh, I filter it. Do? I, I, I do. Um, I hear it and I see it. I don't acknowledge it, always but um, there's some good information in there, but there's a lot more less like bad or nonsensical or just like, um, just rumor mill stuff, Mm. like speculation, a lot of it. A lot of these people aren't also, or these accounts people, whatever they are, aren't involved on a daily daily basis with what we're doing on either side. So a lot of it's wrong. A lot of it's wrong. A lot of it's speculation and stuff, so you're not on the road with us, you're not in the locker rooms with us, you're not, you know, in these meeting rooms with either one of these companies. So a lot of it just like hearsay or the telephone game where like it was information that was correct, but then channel between, it went through five, six different sources and it came out a completely different story on the other end. So a lot of things is just like, always just tell people to just sit back and watch and enjoy and not try to be ahead of the game, but let the game come to you and just, you know, see what you receive, report what you see.
1: On another note, as we sit here today, MJF is your champion?
0: Yes. He's do you... doing, been doing a great job at it, by the way. Sure. But do you think you could do better? I always think I can do better. I always at least think I can do different. Is that a
1: feasible, possible match in 2024? Without a doubt. Without a
0: doubt. Do you see yourself getting gold in 2024? I do. I do. And not just any type of gold, the AEW World Championship, because I said back in. You're, you're not looking mid card. No, I don't, uh, I, I look only to the top. And I said early, uh, middle of this year, uh, I, if I would have got the opportunities that a Hank Page would have gotten my first year, mm-hmm. I would have been the first African-American AEW world champion. And I do believe that I can still do that. And I, that is the only thing that is on my mind right now. Talk to me about the importance of that,
1: if and when that happens. Mm-hmm the importance of being the first African-American AEW champ- male champion, on the male side. Yes. Um, and there haven't been, just historically in the industry, there haven't been a lot. There's been a few, Booker T, maybe mm. one of the more,
0: uh, you know, celebrated ones. Talk to me about the importance of that. The fact that AEW's still within four or five years of its age, I'd probably be the f- fastest one to a, uh, the growth of a company. Mm-hmm. Um, we could probably check the records on that. Um, but there's also never been anyone that's looked like me, done this quite like me, the mogul, um, persona that you see on camera is not just a gimmick, it's what I actually do. And doing it at the age that I am, the demographic that I push for, that I truly, like, try to promote and stand for, I think that's really important to do it now in this day and age.
1: I want to talk about some of the things, how you got here. One of the things that people talk about is Lucha Underground. Yeah. What was that experience like? Why do you think Lucha didn't do better?
0: Um, it was uh, definitely like, uh, it wasn't wrestling minds that were running the shows. more uh, movies and cinema and like uh, MGM and partnerships with like other movie studios and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was just like a, there was television base with a pr- wrestling promotion inside of it not a wrestling promotion within itself. I think if there was more wrestling minds that were attached to it and invested into it, it probably would have grown and survived longer than just the four seasons. But the four seasons we have are very impactful. You see a lot of great talents that come from that. I came from it. Uh, you had a Penta, you know, uh, Brian Cage has come from that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot, Just a slew of talent that came from Lucha Underground. You're and, working with Brian Cage a lot now? I am, I am. What's it like to have Brian back with you at your side? It's better to have him with you than Yeah, I, guess, I would imagine. Yeah, for sure, he's a machine, for sure. Um, this is like, our first time actually being a team together. Mm-hmm. But man, he was a force, and he still is to this day. And he's only getting better as he grows and you know as he ages. He still looks the same, and he still looks a, like a monster.
1: So as much as you've had success, we can't ignore
0: Prince Nana. No, 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 I don't think anybody can at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no,
1: it's taken off. Are you surprised yeah. how much he's taken off? I mean, l- actually, let me interrupt, guys. I don't know if you've got the video. If you can put it up, that video of uh, him at the Jaguars games. I would l- the Jaguars game. Yeah. So you go out and they play your music. You do a little Prince Nana dance there. Talk to me a little about this experience. And then I want to get back to Prince
0: Nana. But what happened at the Jaguars game there? That was a complete and utter surprise. Like, um, I was being walked to the uh, field uh, by one of the assistants of the Jaguars. He was just like, yeah, actually, we're going to have your song play around this time. And I was like, wait, what? Like, and seeing some of the players on both sides, like the, po- the home team and the visiting team, were both vibing and dancing to it, was mind-blowing to me on their warm-ups. You had, like, Lil Duval, a uh, big comedian. Yeah. On the other side, I didn't even know he was there, but I see on social media, he's on the other side of the field. He's jumping around, dancing to it. Um, it's an infectious sound. Apparently, so the producer to the song, we'd made the song about a year ago, um, in L.A. He was, um, he's won two Grammys ever since we made the song uh-huh. for work, his work on the Kanye and Donda album. Apparently that beat was made for Rihanna and it never yeah. got it to her. He just like, he's like, no, this, this sounds like it's made for you guys. So you're like, not going to turn down something that was made for Rihanna, which I just found out that information like the last week. Okay, so that's news to me. Yeah. And the, the song's been playing for a year. But that's the funny thing about timing. You just like you keep going. You don't you, you keep playing the song. Keep playing the song. Keep playing the song. Some point is going to like take off and it's, it's, the record's going to break. And not I was what broke the record in my opinion. That's mm-hmm. but him putting a visual dance to it weekly, week after week, city after city. TikTok, social media. Well, uh, let me talk. We were just
1: going through TikTok and I had my social media producer with me. I'm like, type in Prince Nana
0: Dance. It's everywhere. Yeah.
1: How did, did you know that that was going to be take off like it
0: did? No, I didn't. I I, like, there was like a one point he did a, a IG reel. It was just him in the hotel, like playing around with the song. And it just like, he posted it on social media and Twitter and like IG, and it just like went everywhere. And then, like, you're seeing like Jeff Jarrett on his podcast doing it. You're seeing Eric Bischoff I on his podcast. did not see Bischoff Jer- was doing it. Bischoff was doing it. Wow. Was doing it. it okay. was, I was like, okay, so they are watching. Now, how much as yeah. they say, like, oh, I didn't see that. I didn't notice that. I'm like, okay, you're doing the dance. So you did see something. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know? And it's, a, it's, a, it's a, he's an infectious personality, and I don't want to like. But I don't want to deter that. I want him to just do bigger. I'm like, how do we blow it up even more? Full gear. Let's give you dancers. Uh-huh. And you'd be in the middle and just, like, dancing with the dancers and stuff. And, like, uh, just honestly, I think the biggest was when we did Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York. Uh-huh. And, like, I came out in the middle of the match during the Young Bucks, and the six-man tag, and everybody just stopped and, like, there's the song. There it is. That's all they care about. Yeah, and now I just, like, looked around And then just hit it and like you're seeing this like almost twenty thousand people just doing the dance like on this like this this fan camera blowing it up and just seeing that that's where i was like okay you know you've been in wrestling a long time stuff
1: like that 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 may seem ridiculous at first uh the people's elbow comes to mind something like that just ridiculous but the crowd pops Mm -hmm. and when you've got it
0: do you just know yeah you'll know You'll know. And, oh, and when, it, when it's kids that are replicating you, it's like, okay, we got something here. Yeah. And then when the, the kids make the adults replicate it because the, the adults want to dance with their children. Uh-huh. They want to make their kids happy and stuff like that. And, and I'm, I'm not a good person on camera. I'm a very devious individual. Uh-huh. But something about Nana, can like he can like be that conduit, that lightning rod to connect with the fans in a way
1: so you mentioned arthur Ashe stadium we mentioned london you spent a lot of time in the indies talk to me about the difference in the crowds in a high school gym versus eighty thousand people
0: to me that's a that that's our exercises that's our figuring out who we are and it, you're not going to fill it figure it out is in the high show. school gym worth it oh yeah i feel like because you
1: see it i yeah. mean i see it as a fan and i i've honestly never gone to a lot of indie shows i've been to yeah. a few and I see it, and, and I, I look at it, and I'm like, is it worth it?
0: Yes. But it is. It is. That's our exercises. It's like the size of, it's, it's almost like you still get, a um, you still work out no matter if it's at a a Gold's gym compared to a hotel gym. You still are sweating and exercising. And that's where you truly build your craft, and you build your connection, and you build like your persona that's who you are it's building and it's like connecting with and those, those you don't know those fans will be like those 50 people might be the difference between selling out a stadium and an arena just because they saw you at a this 100 seater gym mm-hmm. that like doing that time and the time again city after city after city these fans you want to ingrain in their mind like you matter mm-hmm. no matter the size and those people you can you can change their lives and impact them so they'll follow you no matter where you go they'll fly overseas to a uh, london to help sell it out because you connected with them in that day what are cities you like i mean where do you where are some it's cities Seattle. you like to wrestle Seattle? seattle's like my favorite city that's um, where i'm so from never. okay yeah. yeah i know it quite well yeah. yeah washington hall defy wrestling shout out jim and matt farmer over there um for helping build that place now like seattle's like alive and well with the wrestling scene healthy very healthy wrestling scene yeah so um, definitely seattle's one of my favorite places um the, texas always gets loud very loud really you know texas loves their austin wrestling austin and dallas are like really live audiences man do you like playing baby face or heel oh i like the villain i love being you mad. love the villain i love i love i love poking and see how much I can like really take from somebody. Uh I love really like pushing the envelope and that kind of thing. I wanna get your opinion, well, let me actually,
1: I wanna, I don't wanna forget Keith Lee. Yeah. Are you guys done yet?
0: Mm. (laughs) From what I'm speculating, what I'm seeing, how he's talking and who he's talking to on collision, I don't feel like he's done with me. And it's interesting timing that he's choosing to just like rekindle this whole thing. That's what I see. Will you? Trying to will you take whatever he throws at you i'm, I'm focused on gold he's focused on me that's oh
1: interesting that's that have kind of you funny.
0: surpassed him then in that regard do you I think i believe so you i believe so? so okay
1: i want to ask you about another guy probably one of the guy who's most heavily debated on social media in the wrestling world is your boss tony khan mm-hmm. what's he like um there's so much noise about him mm-hmm. in the wrestling world of fans and people just speculating. You deal with him on a one-on-one basis. What's he like? I mean, he's he's got a lot on his shoulders. He's got a, he has a, a, a lot. growing company.
0: And he has the personality of someone who has a lot, juggling a lot, but at the same time, he's super passionate about pro wrestling and AEW. This doesn't feel like someone who's just doing this for just to pass the time. This is someone who's like, no, I'm in this. Mm-hmm. I'm in this. You don't think this yeah. is something that, like, uh, a Dixie Carter and a TNA or something just... This just isn't working for No, me. no, this is someone who's, like, truly... He's still learning as he's going, too. He's, yeah. He know, he's, he's, like, he admits mistakes, and he, and he corrects them, and he moves forward, and he's like, oh, I've done, we've done this before, and it didn't go as, as we planned. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop and take those lessons and put them, apply them later on. How does he deal with the criticism in the business? Because you've got yeah. everyone and their uncle wants yeah. to be an armchair booker. Oh for sure on AEW? yeah
1: does he deal with that okay
0: I, I believe so I believe so and he's in nobody has done it like this in this day and age with vocal opinions out there any anybody can have one you know to start a promotion this big this fast and rise this quick in the social media age nobody's ever done that so he is the first he's like truly one of the 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 pioneers of this right now. So of course the first is really gonna be taking a lot of shots and he's enduring it and he's keeping moving. Is he one of the reasons him?
1: that drew you to AEW? Cause oh, you yeah. were elsewhere, you were oh, elsewhere yeah. before.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. But the fact that like he believed in me, he still believes in me and he still believes, he's gonna keep believing in me. And he's giving me a platform to show that he believes in me. He's like, if anything, he's let's just, he noticed that I'm, that I'm heating up and he just keeps adding more and more fire to me. You know that's a, that's somebody you, you want to work for. I'm, he knows I'm one, some I'm somebody who wants to like, turn this hundred million to two hundred million. I want to turn this two hundred million to three hundred million. I don't want to take from the hundred, until it goes to seventy, till it goes to sixty, to fifty. That's why a lot of like businesses have gone away because mm-hmm. you know, there's talent that, they there was talent that always wanted to just take from what this big pie that they offered instead of wanting to grow it. To make more for everybody what's the mood in the locker room historically in wrestling we've yeah. seen
1: good locker rooms we've seen bad locker rooms yeah. uh in the, in the industries
0: like that what's yeah.
1: the general mood in the locker room as far as
0: i have no promotion? problems with the locker room i have a great uh, affiliation with everybody in the locker everyone's room. kind
1: of on board with the mission you think
0: oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah everybody's everybody's looking forward to what's next and that's what you want you know, now everybody's like resting on the now, we everybody's looking forward to forward to uh, World's End and and December 30th. Then they're working, looking forward to you know Revolution March 3rd. Then we're looking forward to the next All In. How do we do bigger? How do we do different? How do we do more unique? How do we shake things up and like bring another like big punch to the industry again you know i saw you guys took a hit
1: kenny omega is down and out for it looks like a little while right now a little bit a little bit yeah medical issues how do you fill that void you're looking at him you think you're the kenny omega
0: i think i'm the first word strickland
1: let me let me phrase it differently you think in that void you're a good person who can fill that void? i think
0: i'm one of the best options really not just in AEW, but in the industry
1: how has it changed for you from being mid-card status, I mean, just in your life, mm-hmm. uh, to where you're at now? Uh,
0: Lifestyle-wise, I try to maintain the same. Um, those things of... Those, that's what got me to the dance, why change up now. Mm-hmm. Like, You know, I, I don't feel like I need to change because of this. I feel like this will offer change eventually, but I'm still still climbing i'm still working towards it
1: now you grew up all over the world right yeah a military family yeah is that right Yeah, former yeah so did that help with kind of the wrestling world because you live on the road
0: yeah uh, as opposed to someone who just grew up in the same city their whole life the only difference is like now i'm just traveling by myself you know, opposed to like my mom and my dad and all that stuff um but i got it, it i was like Pretty much, ing- it was ingrained to in me to be on planes and traveling, and you know, being uh, adapting to different cultures as well and different people, and being able to like just be an amoeba and absorb everything with uh, what with how things are done in this way compared to being in this culture, being in this city, being in this country, being in this side of the country, and all that stuff. That's like that was really early on to me, and I, I never felt like I was at a place anywhere. I felt like I was like okay. I'll eventually, learn how to adapt to it with these, with the way of doing things, and not being like so stu- stubborn and stuck into my ways. Like, no, we can do it your way too.
1: So you're pretty adaptive because I saw you. You were on with a friend of mine, and I mean, just for TV stuff, you're on a friend of mine in Portland. Yeah. I've seen him doing TV all over the all over the country uh, as AEW kind of rolls you out as one of its main faces to put forward. What's that sure. process been like? I mean, are you adapting to that? process pretty well, oh, yeah. having to deal with the mainstream stuff? Yes, yeah,
0: sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, it's been awesome. I love being in front of the camera. I love introducing myself and like having people learn me and feel me in a different light. You know, um, I love doing work for AEW. I love, pu- I love pushing the product like this. and I love like, uh, seeing people, the joy that I have for the company. I want to share that joy with them. How know? did you decide on the name Swerve? Uh, Big Sean song, back in the day. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, I've been a, a fan of, like, the good music and uh, Kanye and, like, all of that that era. And uh, Mercy, the song Mercy, is where I, I thought it was so slick and cool. Mm-hmm. And I always liked the boxing nicknames, you know, like, I sugar Shane Mosley. So I was like, oh, Swer- Shane Swerve Strickland. So I kind of went with, like, that bounce of, you know, the gimmick of it. What would you
1: say a difference is... Uh, working in AEW versus when you worked in WWE, is it the uh, same?
0: Do you say it's different? There's similar um, elements to it, but uh, it's the, it's the creativity, it's the, the the, we, the opportunity to give nuance and just do different and go in a different way. Like there's a lot more trust. Like you still got to uh, grow your equity with gaining trust to perform on camera the way that you want to perform. Mm-hmm. But. Just having the one-on-one time with Tony is, is a world of difference.
1: You wouldn't me. have had that
0: elsewhere. Um, it, you could have, but it would have taken a long time to gain that. Okay. To, uh, but for me, it was like me and Tony just like hit it like right off the map. You know, um, being at, like the, the outside ventures, like being able to do these kind of things, but also being able to like just jump in the studio, put my music video on my Titantron, and come out to that. To like, I not I don't think I would have those opportunities. This quick, that fast, with a uh, big pressure with Nana and Flash garments and the entrances and the DJ Who Kid coming out with me at Wembley, even do a Wembley, you know, the do Arthur Ashe. Those opportunities wouldn't have came so quick on uh, any any other place. It was like all it was like lightning in a bottle at AEW and ABW, like truly, just gives you the opportunity to really push that and like oh. This is doing really well. You're not like breaching any contracts. You're not hurting anybody. You're not doing anything like stepping on toes. Why not? Let's do it. Let's blow it up. Actually, let's do it more. We can add these things to it. And we can get it on this network and this channel and have so-and-so get involved with all this stuff. And I'm like, OK, cool. And then you can do that all within a month and a half. It's like, it won't. It, it, they, they, AEW and Tony Khan actually like, he cherishes that kind of stuff. What does Chris Jericho mean to AEW? Icon. Icon, true Icon. I mean, he's
1: been there since day
0: one, never left. Yep. Yep. And um, for me, Jericho is like one of the pioneers for being able to do all these kind of things, all these multimedia things. um, And... Because he does music too. Yeah. he's, He's been doing it for so long too. Yeah. You know, and he's grown it independently. With Fozzie, um, a, a cruise, you know, to be able to do those things. It's like, you look up to guys like that. For me, I did. I know, I still do for his work ethic and how much he's doing and to really change the game. And he still does it on a weekly basis, like a, how Judas took off the way he did. And it's yeah. like, yeah, like, I'm like, man, I want that
1: too. So music will remain something you're going to be heavily involved in? Is oh,
0: 100%. Does wrestling enhance your options? Uh, wrestling has enhanced my life. It's done everything for me. It's the reason I'm here. Um, I'll always have my passion for it. And last question. You can't tell me the AEW
1: devil is, can you? I wouldn't know. <laughs> I had to ask.
0: I, I had to know. throw it in
1: there. I it's, wouldn't know. It's the talk of the internet.
0: Yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's compelling television. It keeps you watching. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so what's next for you in 2024? You, you're... you're Focused on the tournament right now.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Focus on gold. Focus on the title. That's that's kind of where you're at. That's right where now.
0: I'm at right now. Continental Classic and stuff. But um, you're seeing the rest of the Mobile Embassy doing great things. They just came back from Japan. Uh, you just had Toa Leone and uh, Bishop Khan just uh, finish out their uh, World Tag League tournament in New Japan against Okada and Tanahashi, the two legends over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's huge for them. Now to see what they're doing, like to bring what they've learned and all their experience and their new, newfound confidence back to AEW and to be able to harness that with a Brian Cage, who's like heating up right now, myself, who's like on a title hunt and I'm like really doing, changing the game right now on television. In 2024, we're going to be a force. That's all I got to say. That works. Swerve Swick, Strickland, it has been an absolute pleasure.
1: Thanks for sitting down, taking all the time with us today. No problem. Thank you. Thanks again, Swerve. So we're so glad swerve could sit down with us and talk about everything in his career and what a lightning in a bottle of a year 2023 has been his career going from that mid-car wrestler who'd done a lot of independent shows to becoming one of the prime faces of this global company, performing in front of 80,000 fans at Wembley Stadium. Uh, Really a feather in the cap for AEW. We're gonna be hoping to hear a lot more from the AEW stars here in coming weeks as they come back to our area, Jacksonville, Florida, where we are, so we'll have more of them coming up. But so grateful Swerve could sit down with us and talk about what is becoming a legendary career for this ring veteran who has really the world in front of him. We'll be watching. So thanks for joining us for another episode of Going Ringside. We'll see you back here next week. This has been Going
0: Ringside with The Local Station, brought to you every Wednesday on your favorite podcast player on News 4 jax Plus, as well as the News 4 jax YouTube channel.